Welcome to the Horseman's Academy podcast presented by Lundahl Performance. We believe in making advanced horsemanship accessible, and our mission is to present a raw, authentic look at horse training. We're problem solving, we're answering difficult questions, and we're breaking down common sense exercises for riders of all levels. On this podcast, we document the lessons we've learned in our own horsemanship journey while offering insights that might help you achieve your horsemanship goals. Thank you for listening. How's it going, everybody? Jake Lundahl here. I know it's been a minute since we updated the podcast, but I want to get right into the training content today because this is a good one. Um, But before I do that, just for reference, if you want to see an actual video summary of the exercise I'm referring to, we're talking today about teaching a horse to spin, and specifically, in this case, troubleshooting a horse. It's an older rain cow horse that's really broke, really well trained, but has fallen into some bad habits about being sloppy and taking an incorrect step when the rider goes to start that turnaround. So we're talking about how to apply this forward and around exercise that I use to teach a horse to spin, and we're using it in a troubleshooting context. But if you want to see a video summary of this actual exercise and why it works so well, I'll include links along with this episode down in the the description so you can see that video. I would highly recommend watching that video first or watching the video along with listening to this episode. If you're not really familiar with that exercise or maybe you've not done a lot of rain cow horse training and you want to learn more about it, watch that video first and this will make a lot more sense. In a nutshell, this horse has two problems with his spin going on at the same time. Number one, he's too sucked back. He's stepping behind, he's kind of falling into himself rather than having enough forward motion to cross over correctly and maintain that spin. But at the same time, he's not really committed mentally to the spin. The horse is already thinking about leaving the moment this guy cues for that first step from a standstill. And so the horse's first stride, say if he's trying to spin the horse to the right, rather than stepping a little bit back with his right front foot to clear the way for a crossover step and get out of his own way, the horse is kind of paddle-footingly stepping kind of forward and to the side, kind of almost like outstretched a little bit and off balance. So now he's getting in his own way. And unless he steps behind, he's going to step on himself, right? So there's an, after a few fumbling tries, that horse is kind of worried about stepping on his own leg, born as it was that problem of not really being committed mentally to the spin. Now the horse is kind of shrinking back and sucking back into the turn. And once it starts that way, with him stepping behind and being off balance and worried like that, it just goes downhill from there. So what I walked this guy through was how to use the forward and around exercise to troubleshoot this and fix both of those problems at once. Get the horse more mentally committed and thinking about getting his balance right from the first step, but at the same time, introduce enough forward motion into the system, keep this horse stood up, and not allow him to suck back and fall in a hole and get all bound up under himself. Anyway, let's get right into the voice memo that I recorded immediately after I got off the phone with my friend, and then I'll catch up with you guys on the other side. So I was coaching a client earlier 
that owns a couple of rain cow horses and shows a little bit of non-pro. And I was helping him with his spins. And so I wanted to kind of recap that conversation here because I thought it might be valuable for some of you guys that might even be having a similar problem. So just for a little bit of context, this is a client that I've worked with for a couple of years. I know him. I've done some lessons with him. He continues to get my coaching on like an ongoing basis. Um, actually brokered a horse out of Texas for this guy when he was first getting into showing and, and wanted a non-pro horse. So we've worked together pretty closely. Um, and he's bought a couple of horses in the past few years, a couple of new horses and had some in training and he's getting more into showing rain cow horses. And he's, he's gone from being like a beginner rider that was like death gripping the horn just a few years ago to now going down the fence, hosting cuttings at his barn, riding cutting horses. And just overall, he's got a barn of really stellar horses, I think, um, compared to what he had before. He was riding some real donkeys before. Um, so anyway, long story short, he's riding a horse that he's having a little bit of trouble with his spins going to the right, especially this horse wants to start stepping behind. So he's taking an incorrect first step. The horse is way too sucked back. And because the turn starts kind of crappy and off balance and sucked back, then the rest of the maneuver just goes downhill from there. The horse is all over himself, like can't get his balance. It's sloppy. It's slow. And this horse knows how to turn around. Um, but just in the past couple of months, he's kind of fallen into this bad habit. And so this guy's asking me, well, how do you fix that? So I posted on Facebook just a short, very brutally short summary of an exercise called forward and around. This is one of the key exercises that I use to teach any horse to spin. Now there's other stuff too. And, and I've seen, like I was following a thread on Twitter the other day, um, cause I've kind of gotten interested again in that website and was just kind of looking around to see what horse people are posting there. And I saw a thread from a, a lady who was looking for help with her spins and the advice that she was getting from other people was a lot of trot circles and spiral the horse into it, right? Or she was being told to do things like side pass squares or side passing a circle to straighten the horse's body up and try to help him with his balance before then stepping him into the turnaround again. And those are good exercises. Like, don't get me wrong, okay? W at least the side passing circles or side passing a square, being able to straighten the horse's body up under you and get them moving off, off your leg kind of in unison like that and piece things together that way and work on that balance. That's extremely valuable. And I do that with my horses that need that. But the forward and around exercise is the kind of the ubiquitous starting point for all of my horses. Because in order to have a well-executed spin, you need to have some degree of forward motion in order to get that horse to correctly step in front rather than being too sucked back and, and stepping behind. Most horses, there, there's exceptions. Like there are some supremely talented horses that are just naturally very good at finding their balance and they're very much in the middle even from day one. But most horses we train fall into one of two categories. They're either too forward meaning that their tendency is they want to run forward out of the spin and kind of leak out of it forward, or they're too sucked back. 
a lot of times these are the more cowbred horses like this horse in particular he's a rain cow horse so he's got that cutting influence there a lot of these horses just because of their breeding or just the way that they're put together they tend to be very sucked back into themselves right so their tendency when you start trying to turn them around is to kind of sink backwards step behind and kind of fall in a hole a little bit and so depending on which category your horse falls into either they're too sucked back or they're too forward you're going to do extra things beyond the forward and around exercise to to get that dialed in now What's cool about the forward and around exercise, though, is you can do that same exercise with either type of horse. You just change the approach a little bit. So what do I mean by that? Well, for the more sucked back horses, as you're driving the horse forward and around up into their face on that larger circle before you open the door and allow them to start spinning, you're putting into their mind and creating the habit and creating the anticipation of forward motion. So you're pushing the horse forward, which you need that anyway to create the spin, right? You need that forward motion. You're, you're kind of priming the pump, so to speak. As you open the door and ask that horse to turn, if they start to kind of fall back into themselves too much, you can get your legs back in them, push them out of the turn, and push them forward and around again on the circle. So basically what you're reminding them is, hey, don't fall back into a, into a crater back here. I need some forward motion. And you might have to repeat that exercise a few times, you know, over several sessions. But the, the whole point is that you're getting that horse that's more sucked back to anticipate a little bit of forward motion, right? Just in the approach to the exercise, how you use it as a correction, Anytime the horse sucks back too much, you drive them out of the spin, drive them forward and around, and set it up again. So it's a very non-threatening way to create good habits and encourage more forward motion in the sucked back horse. Well, what about the horse that's too forward? Well, again, the same exercise, but a slightly different approach. See, the idea with that horse is drive them forward and around. When you open the door and invite the horse to spin, and you're going to be putting a little bit of pressure on them, especially with that outside leg, just kind of bump, bump, bumping with rhythm to get some energy in that horse's feet. And depending on what they do, a lot of times the more forward horses will want to just leave, right? They're not committed to staying in the spin. They don't really want to engage their hindquarters and, and get their balance. They'd rather just kind of splurt forward and out of the turn. And so the moment you start to add a little bit of leg pressure without inhibiting their face. That's the whole point of the exercise. You want to create an independent maneuver and make the horse responsible for staying in the spin. So you're not cranking them into it with a whole bunch of indirect rein and a whole bunch of pressure pulling back on their mouth. You're literally turning loose of the rein and daring that horse to make a decision, either to turn and stay with you or if, and in a lot of cases, they will in the beginning, the more forward horses, they'll kind of lose this turn and they'll leave and go forward out of the circle. Well, you push them forward and around again, drive them up into their face, get everything reset and offer the turn again once things are put together. What is that accomplishing? Well, the horse left the spin and ended up in a place where there's more pressure. 
So there's more pressure, there's more of a bind in that outer circle where you're pushing the horse forward and around. And you make that a little bit of a reprimand, okay? And then you make it a much easier option when you do open the door and allow that horse and give them the chance to find the turnaround again. After a few repetitions of that, a lot of horses, will they will gladly take you up on that offer, okay? Now, for the really super forward horses you can supplement this a little bit. And like as a horse advances in their training, and especially before I start trying to turn them around from a standstill, keep in mind, all everything we do up to this point has been out of a walk, okay? But when I start looking at maybe getting to where I can turn them from a standstill, I want to be pickier and pickier about a correct first step, okay? A correct and committed first step. Ideally, for example, if the horse is spinning right, I want their first step with their right front leg to be kind of to the side and back as they load up on their hindquarters a little bit, but still have enough forward motion to where that outside front leg, the left front leg, can cross over clean from the first step onwards. Typically, you know, to the degree that you can start a spin really well, it'll kind of degrade a little bit, especially as you start to add speed and add revolution. So if you start off with an A plus um, and the start of the spin is perfect, you'll end up with maybe an A minus or a B by the end of it. Still pretty good, you know, but if the horse starts crappy, it's only going to go downhill from there. They're never going to really find their balance. They're never going to find the rhythm and cadence that you need to even add any speed, right? So as the horse gets more advanced, we start being pickier about a correct first step. And that's kind of in the stage that, that my client was in where the first step every time, particularly to the right with his horse, was incorrect. This horse was kind of paddle-footingly stepping, not, not, not drawing his inside foot back and out of the way, he was kind of lazily paddling it forward and to the side. And then because he was afraid of stepping on himself, he'd kind of lurch and step behind. And then it was just all downhill from there because once he starts the turn, already stepping behind, already unbalanced, already fumbling around with his feet and not getting his cadence, you're not going to recover that as you, as you continue the spin. It's only going to get crappier and crappier as you go. So he needed to start being picky, particularly that way about getting a correct first step. So clearly this horse is on the edge of being too sucked back. So how do we fix that? Well, beginning from a standstill, open the door, initiate the spin, and the moment he takes that incorrect first step where he's too sucked back, drive him forward and out of it, and forward and around. We're going literally back to that exercise again and basically using it a little bit as a reprimand and a reminder that we need some forward motion in him, okay? So we do that a few times because even though this horse, like he's, he's too sucked back ultimately, but the first step that he's taking is, is, is not committed, right? So we're trying to kill two birds with one stone here. We're trying to present a more difficult option where he's in more of a bind. We've got our hands and legs in him. We're driving him forward and around. And then we're going to present the spin itself again as the easier option. 
that's the place that he wants to be, right? So we're going to we're going to refresh that lesson and get him more mentally thinking about being committed to the spin and being committed to getting his balance from the get-go. And every time that he doesn't, we're going to call him out on it, okay? So that's one thing that we're trying to do. Um, the other thing that we're trying to do, obviously, is introduce a little bit of forward motion into the system because the horse in general is too sucked back. So again, two birds with one stone. Try to increase his desire to stay in the turn while also being picky about that first step. And every time he takes an incorrect first step, starts to suck back and fumbling around, nope, cancel that order, drive forward and around out of the spin, get him balanced, get things reset, set him up again. And literally, he did that like five or six times. I was on the phone with him because he had a, a Bluetooth headset in. So I was coaching him through that over the phone, and within like four or five tries, he got a perfect first step from a standstill on that horse, and then obviously gave him a big reward, let him relax, etc. Came back to that exercise a minute or two later, did a couple more good ones, quit the session, and now we've got a new positive lesson that we can build on in subsequent rides and really fix this issue for good. So that's kind of how I coached him through that a little bit. Um, and again, I just wanted to share this because it's kind of a it's kind of a technical problem a little bit. Like when you, you know, this horse is what I would consider at an elite level. You know, my conception of the levels of training a horse goes through is kind of similar to a human athlete. You've got the the novice, you know, or the green horse that has no foundation whatsoever. You've got the novice, then you've got intermediate. You've got advanced and ultimately an elite horse or what I would consider like a finished horse or a horse that has some discipline-specific training. At an elite level, you're thinking maneuvers. You know, intermediate to advanced, you're thinking about softness, body control, getting the approach to the maneuver correct. At an elite level, you're training for the maneuver itself. And so it's a little more technical um, but something I love about this is puzzling through situations like this and problem solving it, you know, and um, I don't know, I just, I've always enjoyed that. Like we were doing a kind of changing subject slightly here, but we were doing a little 4-H training presentation. The, the local county 4-H group came out to our barn and we were doing some training stuff and some demonstrations for them. And there was a couple of kids in that group that were like 13, 14 years old. But I swear, like the questions they asked and how engaged they were and how knowledgeable they were on like a technical level and wanting to problem solve was so cool. And I just, I enjoy that so much. Like um, the one girl in the group was talking about this, um, like we were talking about teaching a horse to neck rein and this and that and some of the exercises I do in my approach to that. And then she was describing how, you know, with her horse and, and that horse's reaction to being picked up on or to having any kind of pressure on its mouth, okay, how could we adjust the exercise to make it a little bit more palatable for that horse and, and not provoke a fight, but still teach the lesson, you know, that's kind of the nature of the discussion we had. And I thought that was, that was really cool. And so encouraging that somebody that young was getting that in depth on like a technical problem solving level. Honestly, 
you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of adults at horsemanship clinics that are willing to turn their brain on and problem solve like a thinking horseman at that level. And I was really impressed with that this teenage girl is over here able to do that and like take what I'm saying and literally puzzle through ways to modify the exercise to suit her horse. I just love helping people with that stuff. And this is another example talking about the spin here with this long, long time client of mine. Um, you know, it's just, it comes down to like a technical problem solving thing of like, ah, my horse has a spot here where he's not really doing that well, or he's doing this, you know, what adjustment can I make? And that's kind of what I help people through. Well, if you made it this far, I want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you got some value here, if you thought this was helpful, feel free to subscribe and give us a five-star review. That trains the algorithm to feed this podcast to other horse owners like yourself that are looking for this kind of information. Also, if you haven't done so already, feel free to sign up for our email newsletter. We're going to be dropping some more information about a couple new projects we have. One is actually a brand new program that we're going to be releasing very soon, and our email subscribers will be the first to know about that. So if you haven't done so already, go to the website, coltstarting.com, link also in the description of this episode. You can sign up there and get updates from us so you're in the know when this stuff comes out, because we're posting... Uh, and, and emailing some content and articles and things like that exclusively for our email subscribers. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back again soon. Thank you for listening to the Horseman's Academy podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a five-star rating to help other horsemen just like you find the podcast. To learn more about the Horseman's Academy or to submit a training question you want covered on the show, visit www.lundallperformance.com. Thank you.